Galatians. Galatians chapter 6. We're going to use this as a jump off point this evening and then get right into the message. Galatians chapter, chapter 6. Let's all stand together and let's read Galatians chapter 6 out loud together in unison. If your neighbor doesn't have a Bible, allow them to look on with you if you would. Galatians chapter 6 and verse 9. Let's read it together. And let us not, okay, and a one and a two and, and let us not be weary in well-doing, for in due season we shall reap if we faint not. One more time. And let us not be weary in well-doing, for in due season we shall reap if we faint not. Let's bow for prayer. Father, I am thankful tonight for the strength and the power and the help that you give us every single day to be able to live the Christian life. And Lord, without you, we can do nothing. Without you, we certainly can't, can't live the Christian life as we should. We need your power. We need your strength. But Lord, there's, the fact of the matter is we get tired. Now, we're not to be weary. We're not to throw up our hands. We're not to quit and give in. But the truth of the matter is there's times when we do get tired. And God, I pray that you would show us some ways that uh, along, the, along the trip, along the way, uh, we can get refreshed and uh, get, uh, get what we need from you so that we can continue to go on even when we get down, even when we get tired, even when we start to get a little bit on the weary side. We pray that you would speak to our hearts tonight during this message. God, I need you. Again, without you, I can do nothing, and I can't, I can't preach this message in the way that you'd have it preached if you don't give me your power, the filling of your spirit. And so, Father, I just pray that you'd have your will and your way in this message in, in our hearts today. In Jesus' name we pray. All God's people said, amen. You may be seated. There are, you know, as I, as I, I said in prayer, um, God says don't be weary in well-doing, but the truth of the matter is we do get tired. There are times when things get to us and we start to get worn down. One of the, one of the very popular subjects that, was that Christians and, and uh, unsaved alike have written books about is about the subject of burnout. And uh, honestly, I've come to the conclusion that, uh, that, that no Christian should be burned out. I think that's what he's talking about here where he says, be not weary in well-doing. In other words, don't get to the point where you're so tired and you're so beat and you're so shot that you can't do that which God has called you to do and asked you to do. Uh, uh, but there, there, is a, there is something oftentimes I think that we, that we are missing and the thing that we're missing is the fact that, that uh, yes, we're not to get weary in well-doing, but there are times because we do get tired, we need to be refreshed. We need refreshment. We, we get tired and we get drained, and because of that tiredness and that, that, uh, that drain sometimes of, of strength and emotion and even spirit sometimes, I'm not talking about the Holy Spirit, I'm talking about our own, um, we, we need to have refreshment. Uh, years ago... Coke. In fact, I found out, uh, I found out that in just in looking it up, that Coke uh, had a um, 
Coca-Cola had a slogan that they, they developed back in 1929. Makes me feel old because I can remember that slogan when I was growing up. And the slogan was, it's the pause that what? Refreshes, okay? Some of you old folks, you're, you're, you remember that. <laughs> the young ones are looking at me like, I don't know. Uh, it's the pause that refreshes. And even Coca-Cola understood the concept that, listen, there are times when you just need to stop. You just need to put things on pause for a little bit, and you need to get refreshment. Now, what is refreshment? Refreshment means to revive. It means to enliven. It means to, to give new strength, to give cheer. And there, there, are, there are many times, there may be many times this coming week, when, when you just need a little refreshment. Uh, as a kid, I can remember growing up, and of course I grew up in Rochester, and uh, I used to go camping with my brother and my sister-in-law, and there are various places that we went. The one place I remember very, very clearly was uh, we, went, we went down to um, uh, Stony Brook Park. It's a very, I remember very clearly, and then I totally forgot it. I had to check my notes. Uh, so <laughs> I remember the place, just can't remember the name. Uh, but Stony Brook Park uh, had an, an unusual swimming pool there. What they did was they took part of the gorge that uh, went through it, and they dammed it up so that they would have an area to swim in. But can I tell you something? I don't care how hot you got on that day. Stony Brook uh, swimming pool always refreshed you, woke you up. <laughs> I mean, wow, it was spring water. It was always spring water. It's, it's like swimming. I don't care if it's the middle of August or the middle of July and it's, not, and it's 102 degrees out. You go over in, in Skinny Antlers. I've not done it, but I've been told. Uh, you go over in Skinny Antlers and you, you dip in there and it is cold because it's spring fed. And, but, but, th but that is refreshment. It awakens you. It, it, it livens you. It, bring, it brings you, it brings you uh, back to, to a state of alertness. Bible makes it real clear that if you're a Christian, you're in a spiritual battle. And we, we don't, you know, sometimes we, we make light of that, but it really is so true. Uh, you try to do right, and you're going to get opposed. You're going to get opposed from your own flesh. You're going to get opposed from the world. You're going to get opposed from the devil. And those forces are, are constantly fighting you when you do right, when you, when you try to, to serve the Lord. And during those spiritual battles, there's something that we always need, and that, and that is we need refreshment. Now, where we make the mistake sometimes is we look for that refreshment in physical things. We look for, for that refreshment in things of the world. And the world can never refresh us like we need refreshing as, as, as safe people. And so it's important for us to get that refreshment that God offers to us, and it comes from Him, and it comes in four different forms in the Scriptures. Take your Bibles and turn with me to Isaiah chapter 28. Isaiah chapter 28. And look down with me, if you would, in verse 9. It says, Whom shall he teach knowledge, and whom shall he make to understand doctrine? 
them that are weaned from the milk and drawn from the breast. For precept must be upon precept. Precept upon precept. Line upon line. Here a little and there a little. For with stammering lips and another tongue will he speak to this people. To whom he said, this is the rest wherewith ye may cause the weary to rest. And this is the refreshing. Yet they would not hear. But the word of the Lord was unto them precept upon precept, precept upon precept, line upon line, line upon line, here a little and there a little, that they might go and fall backward and be broken and snared and taken. Now, this is obviously referring to the word of God, and it says that the word of God gives refreshment. It gives encouragement. It gives strength. Proverbs chapter 25 and verse 25 says this. It says, as cold waters to a thirsty soul, so is good news from a far country. Well, if you have a King James Bible, you've got good news from a far country. Amen? You've got, you've got the word of God that came to us from God. And you can, you, can get, you can get strength from it. You can get help. You can get encouragement from it. But we have to open it up. We have to read it. We have to spend, spend time in it. If, if you're thirsty, you, you know, I mean, if your mouth is dry, and there have been often times when, when uh, even in preaching, it was that way this morning, uh, my mouth just got real, real dry. Well, you know what you don't do? You don't just take a, a real small little sip of something in order to, to wet your whistle, so to speak, or to quench your thirst. You take big gulps. You take as much as you can at the time. Well, when it, when it comes to the need for spiritual refreshment, we need to take big gulps of the Word of God. We need to spend time in the Word of God. And that book needs to be our oasis. It needs to be a, a place where we can come to be refreshed and be, be helped and strengthened, encouraged. But we have to spend some time in it. You know, uh, a little time in, in the Word of God makes a person uh, weak and, and, and really not have the strength that he needs on a day-to-day -day basis. The more time that we spend, the more that we drink in God's Word, the more possibility God has of refreshing us. Um, you know, you, I, I mentioned before that there have been a lot of books written both on the safe side and on the, on the unsafe side, the world side, on, on uh, things on, on burnout, on depression, on, even on family problems, on uh, personal relationships. And, and when we read those books, even the ones that are written by Christians, what, what we get is we get secondhand information. Now, I'm not saying that it's bad to do that. But there comes a time when instead of getting a second hand from somebody else, we just need to get in the book ourselves. We just need to get encouraged. Uh, I can't tell you the number of times when I have been down, I've been discouraged, when I've been weak, and I've gone to the Word of God and I've gotten promise after promise after promise from the book. And I've gotten some encouragement and I've gotten some strength from God. Uh, Bible says, says this, if you look with me back in, in verse, uh, uh, let's see, look in verse uh, 13. It says, but the, but the word of the Lord was unto them precept upon precept, precept upon precept, line upon line, line upon line, here a little and there a little. Uh, the way that we get the strength and the way that we get that, that encouragement is line upon line, 
precept upon precept. Now, line upon line is just talking about reading the, the book, reading it line upon line. But what is a precept? Precepts are not just principles. I used to, I used to think every time I read the word precept, I thought God was just talking about principles. But it's more than principles. It's taking the Word of God and looking at it as a command and then obeying that command. Uh, precepts are commands. And we're refreshed when we hear, when we obey, and we live out the Word of God. Uh, a fellow that, that was a real blessing to me in my, in my Christian life and in my ministry was uh, Brother Rube Ewart. And uh, we've had Brother Ewart here several times. And uh, uh, he, was, he was always a blessing. And the, the, the thrust of his, of his ministry was really when you boil it down, it was so exceedingly simple. It was very, very simple. Basically, what his, the whole idea of his ministry was read the Word of God, find principles in the Word of God, and take them as commands and do them. Live the book on purpose. You know what I found? I found whenever I, I read it, I spend time meditating on it, and then I live it, God gives me refreshment. God gives me strength. God, God gives me help. Uh, we're refreshed when we hear and we obey the Word of God and we meditate on the Word of God. Matthew chapter 11, verses 29 and 30, is where Jesus said, Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden. And, and, uh, and the fact that he would give them rest, he said, Ye shall find rest unto your souls. We get rest when we come to God, and particularly when we come to God through the Word of God, He gives us refreshment. Another source of refreshment. Go with me to Romans 15. Romans 15. Another thing that is the pause that refreshes. And this one certainly is a pause. Look with me in Romans 15. Down in uh, verse 30, the end of the chapter, it says, Now I beseech you, brethren, Apostle Paul's writing to the Roman Christians, for the Lord Jesus Christ's sake and for the love of the Spirit that you strive together with me in your prayers to God for me, that I may be delivered from them that do not believe in Judea, and that my service, which I have for Jerusalem may be accepted of the saints, that I may come unto you with joy by the will of God, and may, may with you be refreshed. Now the God of peace be with you all. Amen. Uh, he said that, said that he wanted them to pray for him, and through that prayer it would, it would, would uh, work in such a way that he would be able to be with the people and he would be able to be refreshed. Prayer is something that refreshes our souls. Uh, he, he, said, he said, I want you to, first of all, pray with me. Uh, prayer can, in fact, and he used the, the word strive in prayer. Prayer can be work. Prayer can sometimes be exhausting. But after you're done, there is, a, there is a refreshment, there is a peace, there is a rest that comes to our souls and an encouragement that we get from God. Um, last night we had men's prayer meeting here. 
And uh, I, I just thoroughly enjoy spending time praying with the people in our church, and particularly our men. Uh, when we got done with the prayer meeting, there was a refreshment that I, that I experienced. There was a refreshment that I felt. Why? Well, because prayer refreshes, prayer strengthens. And, and the thing we need to do is sometimes just take that pause that refreshes, just put the thing on pause and spend some time talking to God. When, when we get tired, when we get weary, when we get under a lot of pressure, when things come our way that, that become discouraging, what we have a tendency to do is we have a tendency to worry about it. We have a tendency to talk to other people about it. And both of those things just cause us to get more wearisome. Uh, what we need to do is we need to talk to God about it. And, and we need to bring it to the Lord in prayer, knowing that he'll, he'll listen to us, that he'll strengthen us through, through prayer, and he'll give us what we need in order to get the job done. He not only said, pray with me, but he said, pray for me. He understood that he absolutely depended upon the prayers of God's people. Um, I, I don't know if you've, you have... Uh, uh, made it a habit of reading the missionary letters. But there's one missionary letter that I always get a real blessing out of, and that's Brother Sam Gipp. And whenever Brother Gipp writes, he always, you go through and he'll, from time to time, he'll, he'll give an update on his health. It's never a good update date, if you've noticed. It's usually, it's usually very, very, uh, sometimes very tough, and some of the things that he's been through. But what he always does by the, before he's done with, with the report is uh, he asks for prayer. And he says, listen, without prayer, I can't do what I'm doing. And that really is true. That's so true. We depend upon one another in the area of prayer. And what we need to do, and this is what Brother Gipp does in his letters, he asks people to pray for him, and he gives specific things. Uh, we not only need to ask folks to pray, but if we're struggling with something, we need to go, somebody, to, go to somebody that we trust, somebody that we care for, and let them know, listen, would you pray for me about this? I'm struggling with this thing. Um, not only does prayer for somebody else give me refreshment, but when I get the prayer from somebody else, it gives me refreshment. And there are times when we need to be specific. If you can't be specific, I understand that. Um, personally, I, I have never liked unspoken prayer requests. I just don't like them. Uh, it, the reason why is I don't really know how to pray. I, I don't have anything to go on. I think in any unspoken request, I think what you can do is say, you can say, I have an unspoken request, but here's what I need. I need wisdom. Uh, I'm not going to tell you what the specific situation is, but I need strength. Uh, right now, I am discouraged, and I need you to pray for me that I would be encouraged. Those kind of things... Uh, not, only, not only give us a guideline by which to pray for somebody, but it also does this. It knits our hearts together. You know, have you ever noticed something in the epistles of Paul? He never held back telling them that he was having problems. I was just reading here just recently, Romans chapter 7. And he, in Romans 7, he talks about very openly the struggle that he has. 
He said, that which I would, I do not, and that which I do not, I do. Uh, I would not, I do. Uh, he, he says, listen, you know, you read through that and you say, man, it's confusing. Well, it's because it was a struggle, it, because it was a difficulty. And, and uh, he was very honest with that. In uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 1, when he talks about the comfort wherewith we are comforted of God, what, what he does is he makes it very plain. He says, listen, we've had some problems. We've had some difficulties. And he said, I have not held those things back. Why? Because he wants their prayers. He wants them to understand. And it's not, it's not, he never, I never got the impression as I read through the, the scriptures, particularly in the New Testament and the, uh, the epistles of, of Paul, I never get the impression, never get the impression that he's trying to have a pity party. He's not doing that at all. You know what he's doing? He's saying, listen, I need help from God. Would you please bombard heaven for me and ask God to give me what I need? And, and we need to do that in prayer. We not only need to pray for others and be refreshed, but, but we also need to ask for others to pray for us and thereby be refreshed. Take your Bibles and turn with me to 1 Samuel chapter 16. 1 Samuel 16. Another source of refreshment. 1 Samuel 16, and we'll drop all the way down to the very last verse. 1 Samuel 16, Saul was having a bad day. In fact, actually, Saul had a couple of bad years. Uh, he, was, he was a bit of a mess. But uh, he, he called for someone to come in with a harp and to play some music for him. And the, the person that he called was the son of Jesse, which was David. And it says in verse 23, And it came to pass when the evil spirit from God was upon Saul, that, that David took an harp and played with his hand. So Saul was, number one, refreshed. Number two, and was well. And then number three, the evil spirit departed from him. Do you notice what's right at the top of the list? It says that he was refreshed. One of the things that can give you refreshment is good Christian music. Good, clean, pure music. Good music strengthens. Bad music weakens. And that's why, that's why we, we, we should, should not imbibe in the music of this world because that does not help us get strong in the Lord. It actually weakens us. There was a, um, a poem that was written back in 1697. A lot of people take this quote and they attribute it to Shakespeare. It's really not from Shakespeare at all. It's from a poem called The Morning Bride. And that morning bride is M-O-U-R-N-I-N-G. I've never read the whole, the, whole, the, the whole poem, so I have no idea what it's about. But there's a, a quote within that poem that says this. Music has charms to soothe the savage beast. Well, what that, what that simply means is this. Music affects the spirit. Music affects, the, according to, to, to uh, 1 Samuel 16, 23, it not only affects the spirit, but it affects the soul, it affects the emotions, and it affects the body. It has a, a medicinal effect, and it has an effect in which it refreshes us. Uh, music's a very, very powerful, very powerful instrument and tool that God uses. Go to, go to 2 Kings chapter 3. 
This one's, this one's uh, a blessing and unusual. 2 Kings chapter 3. And 2 Kings 3, look down in verse... Look down at verse 15. Uh, go up to verse 14. And Elisha said, As the Lord of hosts liveth before whom I stand, surely were it not that I regard the presence of Jehoshaphat, the king of Judah, I would not look toward thee nor see thee. But now bring me a minstrel. And it came to pass, a minstrel is one who plays uh, music, and it came to pass when the minstrel played, that the hand of the Lord came upon him. What does that mean? That means the music was instrumental, if you'll pardon the, the, the pun, was instrumental in bringing the power of God on the man of God. Why do, why do we sing uh, during our services? We sing for refreshment. We sing in order to, to praise God and to give him honor and glory. But we sing because that is an invitation for God to come down in power and, and to strengthen us and to give us what we need. When the minstrel played, the hand of God was upon Elisha, and he came up with a battle plan for Jehoshaphat. It was against uh, the, the, uh, the Moabites. And what happened was good music caused the hand of God to come down upon God's man. You want, you want the, the hand of God to, to be strong on your behalf? You want to get the refreshment that you need uh, on, a, on a daily basis? Listen to some good music. There's plenty of it out there. You can get it now, and now you can get it on the Internet and so forth. Uh, I, find, I find myself every, every Sunday morning listening to good Christian music. It helps me. It helps me prepare for church services. It, it refreshes me, and it gives you what you need to continue on. Music is a very powerful source, and we're not going to spend a lot of time on that. But uh, I, I encourage you to look, and the next time you go through your Bible, start looking for effects of music and how God used music in so many different ways. Because one of the things that music does is it gives us refreshment. Then the, the, the last thing, the last source of refreshment that we're going to look at tonight, go to Acts chapter 27. Acts 27. In Acts 27, look down in verse 3. It says, and the next day, this is uh, Paul speaking, he says, in the speaking about Paul, says, and the next day we touched at Sidon, and Julius Curtis courteously entreated Paul and gave him liberty to go into, into, uh, unto his friends to refresh himself. Now, what that says is just simply this. He went to see his friends because his friends were a refreshment. And I say this to you, you need to have friends that refresh you, not depress you. You need to have friends that encourage your soul and strengthen you in the things of God. Um, you know, I'm, I'm thankful over the, over the years, God has given me some wonderful friends. I mean, some wonderful friends. 
You know, the, the, uh, the Keck family is our, is our friends, and the Ingalls family, uh, the, 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 the Faggarts, the Stars. There's just all kinds of folks. And of course, you folks here have become, become our friends. And uh, uh, friends can be a blessing to you. Now, if you're not careful, friends can also be a drain to you. And that's why it's so very important to pick the right friends. Go to 2 Corinthians chapter 7. 2 Corinthians chapter 7. In 2 Corinthians 7, look down in verse 13. 1 Corinthians 7, 13. It says, Therefore we were comforted in your comfort, yea, and exceedingly the more joyed we for the joy of Titus, because his spirit was refreshed by you all. It says that, that uh, Titus's spirit was refreshed by the Corinthian church. Uh, you know, I, I find it interesting. It's, it's in, the, in the, the second epistle to the Corinthians where it talks about somebody getting refreshed by them. I don't think they would have been refreshed had they, had they visited during the time that 1 Corinthians was written. 1 Corinthians is mostly a rebuke. But here's, here's what happened. They got their hearts right. They got some things taken care of in their church. They got some things taken care of in themselves. And because of that, when Titus came, instead of being a drain, and instead of, of pulling him down, they lifted him up. And, and they were a real blessing to him and a source of refreshment. Uh, you know, I've said this for years. Our church should be an oasis for people that come through, whether it be visitors that come, whether it be special speakers or missionaries that come. Uh, this place ought to be an oasis. It ought to be a place where we refresh the souls of people that come here. And that's, that's one, of the, one of the responsibilities that we have as individuals is, be a, is to be a refreshment to one another. Look in, in uh, 2 Corinthians uh, chapter 7, look down in verse 5. It says, For when we were come unto Macedonia, our flesh had no rest, but we were troubled on every side, without were fightings, within were fears. So, so what the Apostle Paul said is that when he, when he went to Macedonia, he was physically wearied. His, his flesh had no rest. Uh, he, he had some bad circumstances. He was troubled on every side. He had some conflicts with others. Uh, it says that he had, that there were some fightings that were going on. And then he had inner fears. And, and uh, when, when we have all of these things going on at the same time, it causes discouragement. And it causes our strength to be drained. Uh, what is it that refreshed the Apostle Paul? Look down at verses 6 and 7. Nevertheless... God that comforteth those that are cast down comforted us by the coming of Titus. And not by his coming only, but by the consolation wherewith he was comforted in you when he told us your earnest desire, your mourning, your, your fervent mind toward me, so that I rejoiced uh, the more. And so he, he, when, he, when he came to Titus, he was, he was down, he was discouraged, and God used Titus to, to encourage him. In verse 6, the coming of Titus was a comfort. 
it was a release from the stress that was going on in his heart and mind. And then in verse 7, it says that he had consolation. Consolation is just simply a refreshment of mind or a refreshment of spirit. And, and we get that from growth that we see in others. He, he, the, the person that can be the biggest blessing and the biggest refreshment is the person that's growing in Christ. His faith is growing. He's got a joyful spirit. He's got a joyful heart. Uh, you have no idea, whenever you come to church, you have absolutely no idea who might be here that needs a blessing from you. And that's why it's so important when we come to church that we come with, with the attitude that talks, is talked about in Hebrews 10, 25, exhorting one another. And so much the more as we see the, the day approaching. We're supposed to be an exhortation to each other. That means to uplift, to encourage, to help one another. And that is a source of refreshment. Um, growing Christians are just refreshing people. And I'm not talking about just new Christians. Sometimes when we say growing Christians, we think, oh yeah, new believers. No, no, all of us need to be growing. I don't care how long you've been saved. You need to be finding things in the book that are a blessing to you. You need to be getting strength from God so that you can turn around and you can be a blessing and be a, an encouragement and be a refreshment to others. Here's, here's what you need to ask yourself tonight. Am I a refreshment? Or am I a drain? Now, I'll be honest with you. I've been on both sides of the fence. <laughs> there's times when I have been a refreshment to somebody else, and there's times when I have been a drain to others. There are times when I'm weak, and I need the strength of others, and I need the, the, the refreshment that comes from good friends. That's why it's so important. You pick your friends wisely. And, and I don't just mean just pick Christian people, though obviously that's the starting point. But not, I, know, I know saved people who will, you need to be very, very careful when you come up to them and say, so how are you doing today? And you'll hear their last five years uh, health story and, and report and depression and everything else. And by the time you're done, <laughs> you know, you went into the thing all excited and you come out of that thing just drained. It just drained you. Uh, be, be careful. Get, get a hold of friends that can be an encouragement and a help to you. In the book of Proverbs, it talks about iron sharpeneth iron. I am so thankful that, that God throughout the years has given me friends that, uh, that where iron sharpens iron. I love it when Brother Randy King comes here every year. We've had him here, I don't know, five or six years now at least. And uh, year after year, throughout the year, he'll, he'll send me texts or he'll call me, and, you know, usually to give me some s deep spiritual truth. No, usually to tell me a joke. That's why he calls me. And, and oftentimes, you know what? I've, I just needed to put a smile on my face. Well, there's never been a time when I've talked to Brother King when I haven't ended up with a smile on my face. Uh, he is an encourager, and he works at that. Tom Stiles is, has been probably one of the best friends of, of all of the, the Baptist preachers in the state of New York. And he knows many Baptist preachers from, from, from different, different groups and different sections and so forth, different areas of the state. And uh, he purposefully, in fact, it's, it's not unusual for me to get a, a call from, from Brother Stiles just 
to, for him to say, how you doing? I, I, you know, I, I, how, how's the church doing? I've been praying for you. Uh, those kind of things are refreshment. Uh, there have been times when I, I have gotten I have gotten texts from various people. I've gotten texts from fellows in this church. I've gotten texts from other folks, texts from even people in my family. And, and, and the text oftentimes is very simple. It doesn't really say a lot. It just says, I am praying for you. Boy, is that an encouragement. Boy, is that a help. And, and those things can be a refreshment to us. They can, they can give us refreshment, and they give us strength, and they can give us help, and they can give us encouragement. Have you ever thought about this? you ever thought about what, it, what is it that, that encourages God? What is it that refreshes God? In Isaiah chapter 43 and verse 24, it says, Thou hast bought me no sweet cane with money, neither hast thou filled me with the fat of thy sacrifices. But thou hast made me to serve with thy sins. Thou hast wearied me with thine iniquities. He's talking to Israel. There are times when, because of our iniquities, we don't refresh God. We, we weary God. Jeremiah 15, verse 6 says, Thou hast forsaken me, saith the Lord. Thou art gone backward. Therefore will I stretch out my hand against thee and destroy thee. I am weary with repenting. In other words, they would repent and then they go right back and they'd say they repent and they go right back again. He says, I'm weary with that stuff. Malachi chapter 2 and verse 17 says, you have wearied the Lord with your words. Yet you say, wherein have we wearied him? When you say, everyone that doeth evil is good in the sight of the Lord and he delighteth in them. Or where is the God of judgment? Just our, our attitudes can be wearisome to God. I, you know what I want to be? I want to be, be a blessing to God. I want to be, I wanna be uh, somebody who, like Brother Gibbs says, uh, puts a smile on God's face. Uh, of course, before I can do that, I've got to get the refreshment that I need. And it's important that, that we get that refreshment, that we get it from music, that we get it from our friends that we get it from the Word of God and that we get it from prayer. And when our souls are refreshed, we can be a refreshment to others, and more importantly, we can be a blessing to God. Let's bow our heads for prayer. Father, I thank you that even though there are times when in this Christian life we get down, we get discouraged, we get tired, and sometimes, Lord, we fall into that category of getting weary with well-doing. We look at the things sometimes and we say, what's the use? What's the sense? We feel like sometimes we're just hitting our heads against a brick wall. It just feels good when you quit. Uh, Lord, uh, when we get in, in times like that, we need to be refreshed. We need to be encouraged. We need to, to get the strength that can only come from you. Sometimes what we need is we need comfort, and comfort is a refreshment and an encouragement. Lord, I, I pray that you'd help us to look for ways this week in those four areas, the Word of God and prayer and, and uh, friends, and, and uh, uh, Lord, that we uh, look for ways that we can get refreshment ourselves and then pass it on to somebody else. Not only, not only be refreshed, but to be a refresher and to be an encouragement to others. We ask, Father, that you'd bless this invitation. And, and uh, Lord, speak to our hearts. 
maybe, maybe we just need some encouragement from you. Maybe we just need to spend a little time in prayer at the altar and, and get that refreshment and get that encouragement and get that strength that only comes from you. Maybe there's, there's some comfort that's needed tonight. Lord, uh, I pray that whatever it is that you would speak to our hearts and particularly may we determine tonight that we will be a refreshment and a help and encouragement to others. Uh, during, during this time of COVID, I, you know, Lord, folks are down. Folks are, are, are uh, struggling with some things and you put those people in our path. They need to have us be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. And we're that way when we have received the refreshment from you. Bless this invitation. Have your will and way, please, in our hearts and lives. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Let's all stand.